Hey guys, welcome back to Young Minds on Modern Film, or if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. Today we will be going into Have Franchises Made the Right Decisions? An in-depth look into Star Wars and Marvel. I am your host, Zach Rogers, and I will be interviewing Justin Chapman, a writer and voice actor of Inanimate Insanity. Um, And we're going to be talking about today how he feels recent franchises have done in cinema. Uh, There has been a lot of conversation recently on whether Star Wars movies should have stopped after the prequels or if Disney made the right decision in keeping the movies alive. Similarly, opinions on how well Marvel executed what um, they had set out to do starting in 2008, all leading up to Avengers Infinity War. Welcome, Justin. Oh, hello, Zach. Glad to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, as you uh, previously introduced me uh, so graciously, um, I am um, a writer and director um, on the web series Inanimate Insanity. Um, I am also a um, film studies and production major at Emerson College and uh, currently working my way into the industry however I can. Um, And I am happy to talk about franchises today. Awesome. All right. So first off, I just want your opinion overall on franchises before we take an in-depth look in the specific ones. How do you feel about them in cinema? Well, a lot of people have very cynical outlooks on franchises, but um, I think when done right, franchises could be a fantastic cinematic experience um being able to live within these worlds that uh that are constructed is a fantastic thing that that we have not been able to really venture into before we've had film series that could um explore um different avenues and stories and fantasies but not until recently have we been able to do this on such a grand scale i mean you, you could look back at like Star Trek way back when uh, with different adventures and different worlds uh, way back. But at this point, it is at such a weird, <laughs> explosive uh, way that uh, that Marvel specifically has been able to um, carve the path um, for different studios to take tons of different ideas and meld them into into these great franchises that we could take uh, interest in and come back to repeatedly um, as opposed to just in and out. Um, and some people think that it's all cash grabs and sometimes occasionally nowadays that does become the case. Um, but I think when done right, it could be fantastic and interesting and exciting. And there's nothing wrong with that. Thank you for that. Moving on to my next point. Marvel has had some really good standalone movies since 2008. We have been here for 10 years, building up since Iron Man 1, and personally, I think that some of the movies were just another movie bring, leading back up to Avengers Infinity War. Um, and I know that that's a very controversial opinion, and that's really what we're here for today. But do you think that Marvel made all the right choices in how they built Phase 1, 2, 3, and now 4 
and if they had any movies that really weren't great standalone movies in your opinion well definitely marvel has had tons of up and downs over the years um like, um, I can never, ever bring myself to rewatch, uh, say, Thor The Dark World from Phase 2 or The Incredible Hulk from Phase 1. But it was, it's definitely a learning experience. And I honestly think that over time, Marvel has gotten steadier and steadier with uh, creating quality content. Um, and it, it, the interesting thing is that Marvel has so much faith in putting in new directors or at least uh directors that haven't been working in um in higher budget franchising but that that faith in other directors um is something that has been able to give uh, a lot of its newer content its own identity and then black panther um with coogler uh, uh is, is its own entire different engine um but with its own style and it's it's always very interesting to see what they want to do next and then at the same time, when they get to their bigger properties like Avengers, they're going to go full out on the the tried and true with uh, directors that they they fully trust, uh, for good reason, of course. That's you you can't just uh, put that up to high risk. But with Marvel, um, you have a bunch of different properties that can have their own identities. It's not just one singular story. It's you're jumping across a whole bunch of different worlds, and um, that's why. Um, when you have properties that um can be crossed over and it's not just a single small universe with a a very specific tone you can have a lot more freedom with it um and yeah um every now and then you'll get something that's a little more iffy i know a lot of people were uh just iffy on the existence of more recently um Ant man the wasp coming out in between um avengers infinity wars part one and two just simply because Unlike uh, Captain Marvel that's coming up soon and seems to be having a huge, huge impact on uh, what's coming next in Infinity War, a lot of people were iffy on just, okay, so we had this big adventure, now we're coming back down to basics. And it's always going to be a weird experience because I assume you know Marvel's going to be kicking at this for a long while. And being able to keep audiences excited for the simpler stories that are the foundation of the universe that you have to be able to still keep going in order to keep up the hype for the bigger projects, but still get then get the audiences excited for those smaller projects after some big, uh, cataclysmic events that happens in their previous movies that, especially in the, um, the part of infinity war part one went unconcluded. <laughs> so to not have answers, uh, to that predicament in your following movies, is a tough situation, and I'm not sure if they exactly handle handle it to the best of their abilities in Ant Man and the Lost. But they gave it the they gave it a try, and it's interesting to see how people have reacted to it because I, I it, it does seem to be um, a movie in rather high favor. It, it's not like it got a uh, negative reviews or have any strong uh, audience controversy, but it's it is always a weird stepping stone there when in the aspect of a franchise rather than individual movies and now that marvel has established itself you're only going to get those uh franchise uh looks for the for the most parts well i feel like the one thing is that marvel is the only of its type where it can have standalone movies that connect with a series that is like the avengers 
you have a bunch of standalone movies that potentially have a sequel, and then within that, they all come together and make this bigger film. And they've been successfully doing this for such a long time, but one thing that I was really let down with in Marvel was Avengers Age of Ultron, the second Avengers movie, in that after the first Avengers movie, which everyone um, was crazy over and continued to love this this um, side pieces of everyone else's personal story, and then were so hyped up for a second movie, and for me, it just fell flat. Why do you think Marvel was able to so easily throw under the rug its the sequel to such an important um, film and how they were able to so easily bounce back? Yeah, it's interesting they bring up Age of Ultron because it is in a very weird spark from Marvel. Um, Kevin Feige is very specific on how he plans out um, being a, basically uh, the equivalent of a showrunner for, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, it's a, he's very specific about how he lays out his plans for, this, uh, for the series franchise. Um, and it's clear that they knew where they wanted to end up with the first four phases, where they wanted to end up with Infinity War and making that sort of a grand season finale equivalent um, that, that encompasses everything that's led up to it so far. Whereas, um, and then you ha- go back to the original Avengers where everything that you've seen so far within the universe is building up to a very specific point. Every single movie within Act 1 and Phase 1 leads up to this very exciting culminating point unlike what you've seen before and you do not face that kind of magic uh so to speak in avengers age of ultron not to not to any significant degree it's not it's not avengers the uh, the original that you have built up all this time for and it's the first time you're seeing this team together and it, it does even looking back on it, it's still a magical experience or what's comes comes later with Avengers Infinity War where it's a big explosion and um, it's it, it's a movie to a much grander scale you have uh, the team coming together to face a villain who has not been previously established in other movies and not really introducing much at all um, within the the age of ultron film that has been led up to in the in the same way that we've seen previously um so in in a weird way they decided to create an avengers movie that just tells the audience we could just make these and it's fine and i i think that was a mistake that they have learned from since then but uh if, if you look back you look if you look back at say other movies in phase two you could look at Iron Man 3, and the only strong link between those two movies is that um, you learn about uh, Tony's uh, need to let go of the suits. But also, that doesn't exactly follow up because he's he's right back to it in Ultron. Um, But at at the same time, you could take away theming from that movie, I suppose, of his need to be very protective, and that sort of leads into Ultron, but again, uh, like with other movies in that phase, 
there are thin links, but they don't exactly add up to a bigger product. Or uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, where uh, you learn a lot about what has happened to the uh, organization S.H.I.E.L.D. that, that runs uh, the Avengers Initiative and a lot of other er um, areas. And although it is a big it is a huge deal in that movie what is what comes of shield and it's um it's corruption from the inside it doesn't play a huge role in ultron um and the the fact that uh it's done so well in the past of using its franchise pieces to make a greater whole and get people excited by that and they don't really dig into that in the same way uh, in Phase 2. Although I do think a lot of the Phase 2 movies are stronger than Phase 1's um, on an individual basis. When looking at it as a franchise, it does seem like they, they kind of dropped the ball on Ultron in ways. Um, and even with Ultron in itself, um, I at least personally find this to be a much less exciting movie, even disregarding all of its franchise pieces compared to the, uh, to the other Avengers movies. So I, I think that a lot of people out there would definitely agree with you. Um, do you think that Marvel bounced back? And do you think that they should continue staying on the same path that they're on for um, years to come? Well, I'd say they definitely bounced back since then uh, because everything following Ultron, ne nearly everything following Ultron has been a huge hit in some way or another, a huge success. I think what happens after Ultron specifically is that that's when they started to feel more comfortable with uh, breaking new ground and changing their own rules and being able to be more free with uh, with the, the, the types of movies that they're, they're choosing and going all out on making exciting um, individual movies because they knew that going into Avengers Infinity War, they would need to bring that excitement back that they might have lost momentum with a little bit towards the end of the uh, the first um, section uh, following um, uh, Age of Ultron. But then when losing momentum, they found new life and you know, they, they started throwing, they, they, one, one big thing is that they uh, may finally make their deal with Sony and get Spider-Man back. And when talking about just franchising and uh, iconic faces, you need uh, all elements that you can have. And when looking at superheroes as a whole, um, I, I think some of the most iconic faces you'll think of before uh, Marvel really took over are uh, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man. Uh, I don't think many people are thinking of the uh, the Marvel core characters prior to um, the film franchising. Uh, but to get some iconic faces back is a pretty big deal. And I think they've done a lot better in setting up for uh, Avengers Infinity War. Not just because, not just in the way that um, the original Avengers did with just over one face, but I think that, um, and unlike um, Avengers in, uh, Part 2 with uh, Ultron, where they kind of don't have much build up at all uh, aside from just using the the characters that are pre-established um infinity war did an amazing job of taking so many elements from all the films that that, that came before it so that was a huge deal uh, and still continues to be mind-boggling how well they were able to to pull it off um so i would say that it has majorly uh stepped up and then going forward, uh, that is a very, very, very tricky situation for them to be in, having set up um, 
a huge uh, Infinity War Part 1 and what is sure to be a huge Infinity War Part 2. How do you step further from that? I mean, I mentioned uh, getting into the, the, the mystical terrain uh, via Doctor Strange and similar elements, but what they then need to do is, I think, get continuously experimental with what they are planning. Um, it's been a very weird scenario for them uh, in that they they are able, in the first place, to create these these big, big films uh, that, uh, that have been led up to for such a long time. So the question is how you manage uh, to keep... Firstly, if you want to be able to keep that hype in the future for future Avengers or future movies of that caliber, you need the the smaller scale films, not only to make sure that the audience can still be hyped for such a big movie and doesn't get just dulled out and bored by them, but also to set up a foundation of characters that you care about going into these bigger films. So in order to do that, you need to be able to maintain good, strong individual films. And I think that their um, current mindset of letting different directors with their own very distinct tones go at it for those smaller films is exactly what they need to continue doing going forward as it's been set more recently for them to do. And, and that way they could just keep interest in both the smaller films and the larger films. It's a win-win and they, I think they, they are definitely on the right track there. All right, awesome. So <clears throat> overall, it seems like you are very pleased with... Um marvels what they've done and how they've been able to bounce back from uh a couple hiccups that they had and um it seems like you have some pretty good opinions can't really see any argue there i also wanted to touch on star wars because i know that star wars and marvel right now are very very big um all ages are going out to see star wars and marvel they're both huge franchises owned by disney the timeline as of recently these movies have been coming out around similar times and it's causing a lot of people to say like marvel has gone above and beyond and star wars has started to fall flat so first i just wanted to briefly discuss what star wars is and has been um from the beginning and then go into their decisions to get to where they are right now um so easy question the originals or the prequels which ones were your favorites <laughs> well yeah I, I did grow up on star wars and um i think at the time watching i'll be completely honest at the time watching through the movies i did four five six one two three all in one go around the age of like I don't know, eight or nine something like that um and I'll, although i think even at the time i did overall enjoy the original trilogy more i did cry at a Revenge of the Sith episode three with Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin fighting. And I was like, oh, this is the most engaging, <laughs> emotional wreck of my life. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, even, but looking back now, having revisited the movie several times, I can't get through the original prequels. I, 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 I personally, I, I cannot. Yeah, go ahead. I, Unpopular I, 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 opinion. I like the prequels. <laughs> um, 
I know it is not a very common thing, but I think that everyone can agree that the prequels were a better decision than the current trilogy. That is a very, very interesting thought. Just in the concept of, are, was it a better decision to do them in the first place? Because I think that Star Wars has always had room for expansion. So the question is, why, why is it a better decision to make prequels than it is sequels and spinoffs nowadays? Um, and I think that it does come down very much to the creator's vision because George Lucas was very specific on what he wanted from the franchise in a way that um, in, when comparing to Marvel, Marvel um, is able to create many, many different universes with their own very unique tones, whereas Star Wars very much as of now, outside of its spinoffs, has been one story uh, with a bunch of gaps in it, of course, but essentially one story of one family and they are never ending space drama um and the prequels do seem like a natural extension backwards of being able to tell how the story originated and you can tell that it is all from the minds of one person uh with you know with some backing of course but uh and of, one could argue that george lucas wasn't you know had a lot of help especially with the original trilogy that uh that made it what it is today and him being added alone with the prequels is what kind of made it uh fall apart in the eyes of some minus one person in the world who has a differing opinion on that um but the prequels are in a very interesting situation where the, you you can tell that they are very 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 much one story, whereas with the uh, with the newer uh, generation era of movies, um, it does feel a little disjointed in their the intention and their vision, and not only that, but it does much much more so than uh, than Marvel, despite still being Disney does seem franchise hungry in that they say okay people love star wars we're going to do more star wars we're going to do so 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 much star wars but they they really really want as much content out there as possible and i think that it has seriously backfired because when they have revamped star wars for this newer era i think what they needed to do was pull the marvel and just set the groundwork. That's all they needed to do. They needed to set the groundwork for what this franchise looks like right now. And what they did instead was they created uh, Episode 7, which, um, although I don't think is as much of a remake of Episode 4 as a lot of people do, um, they still wanted very, very, very much for you to experience the nostalgia of the originals. Um, but clearly, about the intention of doing that with every movie going forward. So it's hard to count Seven as any sort of groundwork. It's, it's, it's a passing of the torch, sure, but without like breaking apart from what it used to be. They're so all over the place with where they want to be now that there is no groundwork. It's just hey, we're going to take what you remember with the old Star Wars films and kind of just do whatever with it from there. Um, then we have episode eight, which is easily the most controversial of the bunch. I know um, 
I am more favorable towards it than not, uh, which seems to be the the unpopular opinion, but uh, depending on who you ask. Um, but even that, I can't say is good franchise material. I think it, I, I think in an isolated story is very smart and interesting. Um, and I, I like a lot of the choices they made just on an individual uh, individual basis. And I love um, the the film director writer uh, Brian Johnson, who uh, who's done a lot of amazing work, including uh, many of my favorite Breaking Bad episodes. <laughs> um, but as a franchise movie, I think it flopped tremendously on um, setting up something to be excited about going forward because. When episode seven uh, doesn't set up a lot of groundwork, and a prequel movie, uh, not prequel, a well prequel spinoff movie doesn't set up a lot of groundwork, it, then it comes down to, okay, we're looking at new episode eight. You're the first movie that isn't going to just be working off in nostalgia. It's you're going to be your own thing. What are you telling us about the future of the franchise? And a lot of it is. We're going to work really, really hard to subvert your expectations. We're going to work really, really hard to make something really weird and out there. But it does not come across as, firstly, it doesn't come across as what they plan on doing going forward because it's not like Ryan Johnson is going to continue on with this uh, particular trilogy. Although he, there may be plans for him to work on a future trilogy, but even that's up in the air because Star Wars is completely reworking itself right now. Um, so although I did find interest in episode eight, it does seem clear that uh, they don't know exactly what they want to do with the franchise at this point. Do you think that Disney made the right decision? Like on whether they should continue? Well, uh, yeah, that's uh, I, I really enjoy that question because you can think of it in a whole bunch of different ways. Disney made the right decision absolutely in the sense that they want to make money and Star Wars is clearly where it's at, or at least was at the, the start of uh, their rebuild. Um, because there was, upon Disney announcing that they're making more movies, there was huge, huge uh, excitement from fans. And there was no particular reason why the Star Wars uh, new franchise needed to fail. Not to say it has failed already, but it's it's not looking great for them at the moment. But there was no reason at the time where it needed to fail. I mean, you you could make this same you could theoretically made the same arguments uh, were Marvel to start working on movies again and end up failing. Like it's you're you're working with material that's pre-existence. Um, but the difference, I will say, being that Marvel has so 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 much material to work with because a lot of it is adaptation. Whereas Disney is in a very very tough scenario because they are not working necessarily with George Lucas and these are films from someone's very specific point of view and they are taking something that was very creator driven single individual minded creator driven and turning it into a board's vision a, a an executive disney board of what will the kids like these days uh so it's it, it that is a very tricky scenario so i would say that if they wanted star wars to go perfectly right they needed someone who just specifically had the the mind of george lucas that was very forefront and maybe that's the role that kathleen kennedy has been serving but i i know she's a very divisive figure within the within the fandom of star wars um and i don't actually know for certain um if 
she was intended in the first place to be the new George uh, George Lucas, or if she's more of a loose Kevin Feige just planning things out rather than being a visionary of what is being developed. So it is very difficult in that regard to to sustain a franchise that was meant on to be very original creators imagination and not only that but uh there has been so much um content erased from from the universe within uh disney coming to be uh as the head head runners of uh of star wars um because there were so many comics and an extended universe lore that they just decided to cut in favor of their own um and I know a lot of people are very upset about that as well. But looking at what the, the main audience is interested in, I do think that it was a, a bit of a misfire to go about it the way that they have. And I don't see them correcting it as much as they need to at any point soon because they want to continue it being this big industry franchise. All right. So I know that it's um, it seems to be the way that you kind of want to discuss certain topics, but... We're here asking for our own opinions, and although you have discussed the general public and how they feel, we want to know how you feel decisions made, in your opinion, and did you like it? I'm glad that you asked both questions, because were the right decisions made? No. Did I like it? A little bit. (laughs) Um, I don't think the right decisions were made uh, because although I could say that I enjoyed episodes seven and eight and eight in particular more than most people, um, I don't like the directions of the spinoffs. I don't like what, where they're going with a lot of these uh, different properties that they're spinning off into. I don't like how you know, you, you'll get a lot of like big setup pieces uh in solo such as um spoiler alert for those who haven't watched the movie that came out months ago uh dark mall coming back in the end um and you know waving his lightsaber saying oh it's still a star wars movie um and being able to come back from that and say okay so guess what guys now we can make a dark mall movie now that you're very excited to see him again it does feel like in the way that i was talking about the andrew garfield franchising earlier um where, where it's it's a, the spin-offs are a little bit now in your face about oh don't worry it's still a franchise we wouldn't ever make a solely individual movie because that's that's too scary for a franchise to do whereas um if we're talking strictly about the uh the main trilogy i do enjoy aspects of it but on the whole i can't say that i'm excited to see where it goes so i do think it's failing in that way um the characters are solid uh the world is fine uh the direction is fine um i i could be interested about things that they do individually within the movies but that doesn't mean i'm going to be excited about what comes next um when building a franchise it you do need to have a different mindset although i very 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 much appreciate when you can make a movie that's very individual and thematically its own um i do think you need touches to make it uh worth a continuation um, and I can easily say right now that I am less excited about going to see future Star Wars movies than I have ever been before. And I was, <laughs> I had to be dragged to go out to see uh, Solo. So that's that's where I'm currently standing. 
there you have it folks um so we're gonna wrap it up here um thank you so much for uh taking some time out today uh just to recap um franchises yes or no franchises yes when done right marvel yes or no marvel's a big yes fantastic star wars a bit of a thumbs down but i have hope maybe one day they can figure that out (laughs) the last hope All right, so um, thank you so much, Justin, uh, for taking your time to weigh in your opinions and to give um, our audience some information on um, how these films have been seen as a whole. Um, Hopefully, uh, you have some validation on the horrors of enjoying episode eight. Uh, Thank you all for listening. It has been a pleasure getting to have this discussion for all of you and to those loyal listeners who have listened to all of our podcasts. Thank you. And we hope that you've enjoyed everything we've had to offer here at Young Minds on Modern Films.